0: Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic three to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, optics.com. And hunt 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 welcome to the Weird to hunt podcast the podcast that helps connect public land hunting enthusiasts today is august 18th i am your host eric clark and today I'm going to talk preseason deer hunting preparation and safety. Um, there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, it seems to be the topics I'm picking are fairly broad in nature, but we're just going to go ahead and start off by uh, talking about practice. Um, a lot of the people that I've been talking to, that I hang out with, that hunt, um, all my friends, myself, should be you should be start you should start shooting your bow. Um, I don't know. I mean, year round if you can, because why not practice all the time? Cause it's a huge stress reliever. However, it's not reality. Some of us are really busy um, when hunting season isn't in season. And before we really get into full swing like this and in, in late August, um, we're kind of checked out on the topic. So, you know, maybe August 1st would be a great idea to throw your bow in your vehicle, your truck, your car, whatever, and just keep it in there with you. So you can stop and go do that at on your way home from work. That's what I have to do. Uh, I don't have land where I can go shoot in my backyard you know, every night or something to that effect. Some of you obviously probably do. You get your shooting blocks out, there, your targets. Um, you might, even, you might even go so far as to have a tree stand set up where you can shoot out of, which would be really cool uh, to get that practice and the real feel for it. But uh, you know, practice, 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 and then consider the things like where where are you going to be hunting when you are out there? Uh, are you going to be hunting a field edge? If you are, you know, you are going to want to be good at or at least proficient at 50, 50 yards, or maybe a little bit more, depending on the kind of bow you shoot and you know, your confidence level lies. If you're in the woods, um, like I will be, for instance, I don't think I really need to be shooting more than 25 yards. And then further, if you've done any preparation, you know, you might want to get out there. Uh, maybe you should have been out there already, you know, end of July, um, you know, clearing your shooting lanes and things of that nature. So you're not stinking up your area with your scent, But the thing with public land, too, is that there's so many people doing so many things, so it's hard to practice such good habits because who knows what else is going on out there. You may be thinking, I'm not going to go out there and and get my scent over everything, but who's to say that there aren't, you know, 50 other people out there in the same area who don't know better that are going to do that kind of stuff. Hopefully, by and large, people will practice good habits and not do that kind of stuff, but, you know, we have the whole population that we're talking about here. So check your inventory, you know, check Check your camis, uh, I call them camis. Check your camouflage gear, your hunting stuff, your jackets, your pants, um, your your warming layers if you have them, your wicking layers, things of that nature. You know, when's the last time you opened up? I keep everything in a rubber tote. You know, when's the last time you open that thing up? Are you letting your stuff air out now? Uh, some of my friends keep their their gear in a trash bag full of leaves year round. They don't have to worry about that. Some of us wash it with that scent proof stuff. You know, there's all sorts of things to consider. There, you don't want to open that up the day of and just assume it's all good to go. You know, sometimes I'm I'm in a hurry after a hunt. I got to be somewhere because I decided to, to get in the woods that day. And suddenly, I was throwing my crap off and it's all sweated up and nasty. So it's probably a good idea to check that stuff. Obviously, if you're if you're doing hunting preparation, you're doing it on the back side, on the front side. Meaning, you know, you're taking good care of your gear. Um, you know, after your hunt as well as prior to your hunt. You know, but dust some of the stuff off, you know, dig in there. Do you have enough broadheads? Do you, are your arrows good? Did you, did you you know, um, Robin Hood any arrows during practice? Uh, how your, how do your bowstrings look? Is this stuff you want to check? Should you wax them up? You know, what about your release? Can you find it? Do you know where it is? Is it good? Do you need a new one? Um, again, just kind of tips to go over the the things that are, are important to getting prepared for the hunt. You know, a huge thing that... I don't know some of us uh younger younger fellas and and gals we we tend to feel pretty invincible at least that's how i felt when i was a lot younger invincible you know i don't need a freaking tree stand harness are you kidding me what do i need that for i'm gonna climb the tree i'm fine i'm perfect i'm in perfect physical condition um well no you should probably get a harness and if you don't have one you should should definitely get one if you do you know how old is it if it's outside of five years it might be time to consider something different really and they're kind of they're they're kind of pricey they're not cheap and really they they shouldn't be um, this is this should be something that you you should spend a good chunk of money on you you get what you pay for and in regard to your safety you know it's something that you you definitely shouldn't go cheap on really especially considering the the kind of injuries that are related to tree stand falls um, you fall out of a tree you're, you're talking serious serious trauma uh, and or injury things like spinal spinal um, injuries are, are horrible and common because of such a it's such a weird, awkward fall. It's not like just, maybe you just you maybe land on your feet, I mean what that can do for you is oh my god, I I don't wanna think about it. I, I knew one person who fell out of a tree stand, uh, personally um, I would have to just say if everyone thought about your circle of friends, I'm certain you could find uh, a, a correlation to at least one person that you know who may have fell out of their tree stand. And, uh, you know, it seems that, believe it or not, Wisconsinites, it's, it's typical to not have any alcohol in, involved in this. It's just one of those things where you got to be prepared for it. you got to have all that stuff set up. So uh, can't stress that enough. It's just, a, it's just a big deal. So I think I'm beating a dead horse here really can kind of move on. Um, but to really kind of progress into the next thing that I have here in my notes is, you know, set up a dry, do a dry run with your tree stand. Um, you know, if you if you have a new tree stand, you just went to the store and got a new climber, a new uh, hang on, a new ladder, whatever. Set it up once a couple of times or at least set it up once a couple of times. Uh, a weird statement set it up at least once or a couple of times is what I was trying to say to be sure that you're familiar with the equipment that you're not doing it at zero dark hundred. The first time you're going out in the woods that you have no idea how to deal with this equipment, you know? So, so give it a, give it a shot first. You know, if you get climbing sticks, just familiarize yourself with your gear. That's, that's all. Um, and then, you know, how, how, well, here's another thing in relation to that. If you're not in good shape, um, hanging a tree stand, like hanging one, anyways. i a climber. I've never used a climber, so I can't speak to that. But hanging uh, a tree stand, you know, sometimes it can be a little, a little tricky. Sometimes you get your flashlight in your mouth if you forgot to put your your headlamp on, or whatever it might be. It, you know, you're kind of one hand on the tree, one hand around trying to get your strap tied on or something. We've all been there. You drop something, you got to climb back down. Nothing ever seems to go well. Plus, if it's really cold out, you know, your dexterity is completely, you know, gone out the window. Uh, so it's important to just be in good health, you know, prepare, prepare for deer hunting season by, you know, um, you know, go to the gym for a couple months prior, do some hikes, do some biking, do some running, do something that gets your body in some sort of physical condition to handle this kind of stuff. Because in reality, um, you know, drinking beer and sitting on the couch, freaking nine months out of the year, whatever it might be, isn't going to be conducive to dragging a deer out of the woods. When you get one, uh, you know, you don't want to freaking keel over a heart attack because, you know, you just shot a deer and you're super excited. Now you got Now the work begins, you roll up your sleeves and you go to fricking drag this thing out after field dressing and something you lop dead right next to it. I mean, that's awful. So just kind of, you know, think about that stuff too. Um, health and wellness with hunting, uh, should go hand in hand. A lot of people that are maybe not in physical condition as they age and, and progress that way. Um, you know, we love the tradition. We're really never going to give it up. And I'm, I'm as stubborn as the rest of them. I, I don't care if I'm injured or out of health, I'm, I'm going fricking hunting. You better believe that it'll just be better. And, and a lot easier too if, if you're in good physical, physical shape, you know, you've been hitting the fricking weight, suddenly you can lop that deer over, over your, over your neck and fireman carry it out of the woods. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a couple of people do that before. It's pretty fricking hardcore. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm that fit, you know, uh, a couple other things too, you know, using, using GPS is great. um, tell if you're if you're if you're going to hunt alone if you can if you absolutely don't have a buddy to go with you know hunting alone isn't as advised although it's pretty common especially with bow hunting because we tend to feel like we're super stealthy and you know we're more mobile because we don't have 20 freaking layers on because it's not negative 20 in november on opening gun or whatever it might be if you're in northern wisconsin um but really you know, if you if you can't find someone to go with you, be sure that you're letting someone important know when and where you're going. Tell a family member, friend, wife, whoever is close to you that hey, I'm going out this day, this time. I'll be in this general area. If you don't hear from me, if I don't come back home, you know, um, send send a search party. Or, or that's obviously probably a bit drastic, but. You know, give me a call, make sure I'm alive and well, something of that nature, because shit can happen, really. And when you get down to the brass tacks of this, you're walking into the woods with a weapon, safety should be a paramount uh, concern uh, right alongside of getting, getting an animal or taking you know, filling your tag. So those are some of the other things um, that I want to touch on. Weather, yeah, that's a, that's a thing I see when I look at all the information out there as far as great tips for preparing to hunt. Uh, make sure you check the weather. Well, yeah, I, I think that we're all doing that anyways in relation to understanding the wind and, and whatnot, things of that nature. The the only other f- things I wanted to quickly go over was just some general, like, pre-season, you know, summer hunting tips, um, you know, er- early September. September 12th is when it kicks off, and um, come September 12th, I, I don't foresee the temperatures dropping drastically uh, considering how hot it's been as of lately. Today's August 18th. Um, it's been pretty freaking hot outside so deer are likely going to want to be near and or replenishing their their um, hydration so water source is gonna be a great place to stake out at early season uh, making sure you buy the food the minerals that kind of stuff just some general tips from a uh, northamericanwhitetail.com that i found to be pretty they're okay stuff stuff that, that you wouldn't think about things that uh, you know we're not readily going oh yeah i've already done that a million times and, and some of these things obviously more than likely because there's only so many topics that you can talk about in relation to deer hunting but you know talk to farmers they have a pretty good idea of what's going on in the area you know they're out they're outside constantly you know they're baling hay or they're you know they're taking care of their property or you know summer planting and spraying and all that kind of stuff they'll probably have a pretty good idea of what the deer are doing in the general area even if you're not asking for permission to hunt that land or that property from that farmer they still might be um, cool with saying, oh, yeah, you know, um, this is where I've been seeing, this is what they've been doing, they're out at this time, they're going in at that time, whatever. I mean, they don't want the freaking things eating their crops, so I'd imagine they'd like to help you kill the things. Um, Trail cams, talked about that last week on last episode, so I'm not going to really touch on that at all. Uh, The one thing I didn't consider is the more the merrier, obviously, but trail cams aren't aren't cheap either, even if you buy cheap ones, you know, um, if you don't have good protection on them. Could be a total waste of money. From what it sounded like a lot of people had to buy multiple uh trail cams because you know they'll just get stolen, which sucks that people do that. It pisses me off. Check your gear, we talked about that. Check your gear. You know, make sure everything's in alignment, it's working, it's it's what you're familiar with, you're used to it, you've had some time with it, you know how to how to shoot, where to shoot from, you're comfortable at all those ranges, you know, you know, like the bow sights that you have out there. Some of them are three-pin, some are one-pin, some are adjustable. You know, suddenly the moment comes where you're going to pull back and, and draw on a buck or a doe, whatever, and uh, you're like, shit, what, what pin am I supposed to be going off? Because you're caught in the moment. You know, adrenaline's coursing through your veins, and suddenly you forget. So, again, muscle memory and repetition of practicing is important for those reasons. Suddenly you don't got to think about it. It just kind of happens, and boom, you got it, you know? That's what we're all after. So, talked about kind of clearing paths, um, you know, getting some shooting lanes going, If you know where you're going to be on public land, it can be kind of tricky because maybe you don't want to be back there a whole bunch. So um, that's going to be more with a grain of salt. I've been out in my hunting. Actually, last year I was out hunting on public land, and uh, I'm ready to go. I'm good. I'm I'm nestled in. I'm waiting. And uh, sure enough, across the freaking ridge, I see all this movement. I'm like, oh, you know, oh, is it a deer? No, it was some idiot freaking clearing a shooting lane. I'm already out there, ready to go, completely stealth mode. Got in there way early and this guy shows up and, you know, so there goes my chance of seeing a freaking deer, right? Because somebody decided to wait till the freaking absolute last minute. So preparation is pretty important, right? You can pattern the does. Um, there's a lot more that goes in there. I mean, you can glass certain fields. You can look at your trail cams. You can do all that stuff. You can look at, you know, I talked about uh, on previous episodes using Google Earth and and Bing is actually really good with their maps. You can get a bird eye view to see if you can find any trails uh, again, that's only so relevant because it's probably dated information. But, you know, if you're out at uh, the end of the hunting season when winter comes, after gun's done and bow's done, the deer that you're tracking in the snow then likely have similar patterns on the same plot of land This the following year. It, it likely hasn't changed a whole lot. So um, if you're going to do any patterning, that would—this is too late to do that, I think. Um, it's talking about visiting landowners— yeah, again, that kind of that kind of lines up with the farmer stuff. Get in shape. Talk about that, man. Freaking work out. And uh, we're public land hunters, most of us. So those of you private landowners, you probably doing doing a ton of preparation with your your land, uh, plotting you know fields and, and vegetation and things like that, feeding areas. The last thing it has on on this particular site, North American Whitetail, is just uh, collect and organize your data. So. You know, kind of compare and contrast where where you've been having boots on the ground to some of the maps that you see, things of that nature. You know, figure out where the food plots are, figure out where your water sources are, your pinch points, your your, your tree lines. Um, you know, look at all that stuff. Outside of that, uh, again, just going over some preparation tips, trying to get everyone excited, get in get into the mode, and and be safe and really be successful. Get a freaking deer, you know. Feed your family. Get the trophy on the wall. Whatever it is, you're whatever, why ever it is, you're in a hunting you know, some of these things are some actually, they're actually some pretty good tips to consider. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. We've got some big, big, big things coming on the next couple episodes. So stay tuned. I promise it won't just be me talking about things that are like this. I will be bringing in some uh, high level audiences or, or I mean guests uh, for the audiences. So stay tuned for more and have a great day on public looking for a spot to hunt download the free where to hunt app for your smartphone today avoid hunters see less people see more deer with a where to hunt app you will know where other hunters are before you see them just search where to hunt from the app store to download today If you've made it this far, I got one last thing for everybody that's listening. Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for the support and uh, the participation with where to hunt. This has been been a lot of work for me throughout the years to bring all this stuff together. So. Um, appreciate everything. If I could have some feedback, that'd be fantastic. If you made it to the end of the episode, you're invested, you're listening, you're, you're appreciative of what I'm putting out there. I hope it's got some value for you. That's really what we're trying, what I'm trying to accomplish is give valuable information, things that I would listen to myself um, so if you've made it this far, again, give me some feedback, go to iTunes, give me a rating, let me know how you like the show, what you don't like about the show, what you'd want to hear more of what you would change. Um, you know, help me, help me guide this thing to be what you, the listeners want to hear. Uh, that said again, stay tuned more, more to come. We're doing these things every week. A new episode will be posted Thursday at 4 PM central standard time. Have a great day, everyone.